Welcome back. We're on official episode number three. Number three. Damn, Brian. Halfway through the season. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So we're going to double click on, again, we talked about this a little bit last time. Seems to be a spicy debate on the in the Twitter world, if you're on Twitter, D2C Twitter, around what attribution setting to be using in meta properties, especially. And so we're just going to start with what are the different attribution settings that are possible in meta, and then we'll talk a little bit about what they mean exactly. And then most importantly, we're going to spend time for you guys to understand what settings should you use and why, or how you can ask that question for your brand rather. So yeah, why don't you just walk us through what the different settings are? Yeah, so the the settings are pretty much how your Facebook media is going to optimize and how much signal it's going to use. Um, with seven day click, one day view, you're really giving Facebook the maximum um, ability to capture conversions and then use that conversion signal to then go and find more of those people. So if you're a brand that you know has a purchase that occur on the third or fourth day, and that's where the majority of your purchases are coming from, then you know you might consider a seven one because you want Facebook to consider all those lagged purchases, all the purchases from the again the halo effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Wait, I'm just going to pause you, man, for a second. Let's just take a step back. So what are the choices that a brand actually has to start with? I think it's one day. Is it one day click? One day click. Seven day click. Seven day click. And then seven, seven day, day click, click one, one day, day view. view. Yep. Okay, great. So we got the, there are three options that you have. And it sounds like for a brand who has like a potentially like longer consideration cycle, it's like, hey, start with the broader one, yep. right? Okay, okay. So- why are we starting with the broader one instead of starting with the narrower one? Yeah, so, and this is, this again, I, I, was, I think we should caveat that. This is not a one-size-fits-all. And this is yeah, why it's yeah, such yeah, yeah. a debate because depending on who you talk to, you're going to get a different answer on what works for them. And that's what stirs up the debate. But you should start with the broader one because when you're starting off, you want Facebook to have as much, as much signal as possible. Um, iOS 14 has taught us that the gold to performance is signal integrity. And the moment you cut off the flow of signal, right? If you have a water hose and you pinch that water hose and now it's dripping the signal, then it it just doesn't have enough volume to learn and for the machine learning um, and the algorithms to detect and understand who your target audience is. And so with Broad, you're able to set that baseline. You're able to maximize how how sort of open Facebook is with uh, with the signal that it can receive. And all of that can influence your optimizations. So I, I always advise, like if you're not sure, I advise starting with 7.1, but you should absolutely test it. And I think it's important to differentiate that there is a massive difference between attribution, the, the attribution setting and the optimization window. Um, it's unfortunate that it is one setting, and I think that's what stirred up a lot of confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have to split those out. You know, have to you have to look at one of them for reporting purposes, and you have to look at one of it, one of them for optimization purposes. Um, so, have you encountered that? I mean, have yeah. So, like, actually, one of the things, and I think you guys do this too, that we've seen people start to do is because it's the same. Like Facebook two years ago made this change where you have you have to pick one setting. And then it'll use that setting to inform the measurement, but then it'll also use that setting or the attribution and measurement. Um, and it'll also use that setting to decide who to target, right? 
And then what I've seen people start to do is start to break out inside of the reporting. Okay, how much of it came from a one-day click? How much of it came from a seven-day click? How much of it came from a 28-day click? Uh, and how much came from view through? And then they start to narrow down from there. So I've started to see people, uh, and I think you guys do the same thing you were sharing in the last episode, that you start to actually break it out from a reporting standpoint, even though the campaign is running on on the sort of broadest version of it, which is like the seven-day click, one-day view, right? Um, and then from there, I think once people get a sense for how to use the channel, then they make adjustments from there, I yeah. think. But yeah, I want to I wanna understand from your standpoint, what do you think is like the caricature of a brand that would do amazing with a one-day click and should like not consider the other two? Like, let's just force ourselves to be a little bit spicy and just Ooh. be like, hey, here's the caricature of a brand that should do one day click yeah. and not the other ones. And you said force ourselves not to use uh, the other two. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you're, if you're forcing me to like describe that, I think a brand that has impulse purchase behavior, um, you know, AOV less than $150 or $130. Yeah. Um, again, conversions that if you take a look at the Google Analytics, like, time lag and you see that everything happens within 24 hours. I think those are brands that because the volume of sales are occurring within the 24 hour window, they would probably benefit from a one day click. And not to say there wouldn't be a need for testing the other two, because I, I would love to go into that um, and how to actually test them. But yeah. but you, you would do well, you should do well in theory. Um, again, because Facebook's able to optimize towards that. And it's 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 not gonna go out and find people that take a little bit longer, right? But yeah. this time, Facebook kind of has a, a good understanding of people's purchase behavior. You know, do I, as a as a uh, an audience or in a customer, does it take me a couple of days before I before I purchase after clicking an ad? Or am I the type of person that clicks on an ad and buys right away within the same session? You know, Facebook has a lot of that signal. And if you are a brand where the majority of your purchases are happening within 24 hours and you open that up to seven day click, one day view, you may have spent um, impressions on people that aren't impulse buyers. They, they take a while, they take a high consideration. So you're in, a, in essence spending media in ineffective areas yeah. and that can bring down your cost per acquisition or that, sorry, that can increase your cost per acquisition, can bring down performance. Um, and that's where you see some of that like performance differences. And it's what causes some people to go, hey, I'm a one day click advocate. This is, th yeah, this, yeah. this is, this is the only way, you know, um, but, but you should test it. Yeah, totally. What about you? How, what would you describe as a brand that should use seven day click one day view? So I think, okay, so I'm pretty biased here because my view in general is actually what you were saying earlier, which is that you want to go broad first and actually you want to maintain a certain amount of media spend broad. And then you want to consider on a campaign basis, like, hey, do I want to optimize a certain campaign for a certain type of behavior, right? So go seven-day click, one-day view, uh, and start to understand, like, where does your audience fall out, right? Because even within the seven-day click, one-day view, you're going to have a bunch of people showing up in the one-day click if you're an impulse purchase type of product. And then you're going to have people who lag. And so you can use that to say, okay, I'm going to set up another campaign to, like, only do one day click, right? But generally speaking, I have seen people use seven day click, one day view as like the way that they are sort of pushing optimization. 
The one interesting dynamic that I've started to see creep up, and I don't fully understand yet, I'm curious if you have a point of view on, is I've seen agencies start to say, hey, we're only going to run the campaign on a click basis if the brand is using like a GA or something else to track the post-click behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're not even going to consider any view through. Uh, independent of like what the results of that will be. I can tell you why that is. Um, ah. So it's because they're being gold on GA. And this is why this is why these conversations are so important because as a brand side or internal yeah. you know stakeholder, you know your your chief marketing officer is only trusting GA, right? They haven't listened to our discussions yet. So they're just gung-ho on <laughs> GA. That's that's their <laughs> you know, law of the land. Yeah. And that trickles down to the marketing director and it trickles down to, to the uh, media team and then it trickles down to the agency. Hey, agency, I don't care that you may be driving incremental, massive amounts of revenue and volume. We don't look at it. We don't measure it that way. We measure it on GA. So we're going to put the, the handcuffs on you. You're going to be handicapped. And unless you look good in GA, you're not driving performance. What it, it's it's a completely lopsided and like one eye blind sort of way of looking at things. Yeah. But that's what's forcing these agencies to have to optimize towards one day click. They could be driving massive amounts of revenue totally. mentality in, in 7-1, but because they are being gold and measured and whether they keep and retain that client is dependent on if things look good in GA, they are being forced to have to handicap themselves and go against best practices to, to only optimize towards that one day click. So here's like the interesting thing that I think we've like unpacked that is super important is there are two reasons why people will pick an attribution setting and they are unrelated. One is organizational dynamics, uh -huh. <laughs> which is like, does the senior executive at your company have a single place where they look at the numbers, which hopefully, you know, you send them our way and you send them to episode two and they're like, okay. We're building a model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing experiments and we're building a model. Yeah, exactly. And so then it's like they start to take every number for like what it can add to the view, right? Um, and then the second one, completely unrelated to organizational dynamics is like, what is your product, right? And is it actually the case that your product is best optimized from a like marketing efficiency standpoint against the impulse buyers, or should you have a more broad spectrum point of view, right? I'm curious, have you actually seen many cases where people are doing a mixture uh, across and like, how do you manage, oh really? And yeah. how, do you, uh, how do you manage mixtures? So like, let's just say you come away from this and you're like, okay, I kind of get it. I want to try different things, but yeah. how do you now sit there and manage it? And then more importantly, how do you now report to that executive who now has to not only understand the different numbers, but understand that within a given context, the numbers are actually different? Yep. So this is where the compare attribution settings feature in, in Facebook or not even just Facebook, but any any channel, they usually have this, this capability. That's why it's so important. So yeah. um, at Nude, we started off 7-1. Right, we wanted signal resilience. We wanted as much feedback loop as possible. We were creating our baselines. Then we were like, hey, what would happen if we switched this to one day click? So we actually ran a split test 
broad audience, same exact ads. We ran one test where it was optimizing towards 7.1, and we, were, we ran another test where it was optimizing to 1.0. And it was a split test, same budget, same time, everything. And so I used that compare attribution settings um, or feature yeah. to compare the results in the broken out attribution settings of one day click versus seven day click versus the view through. And I saw that even though I had my seven day click one day view setting, it actually drove a higher ROAS and a lower cost per acquisition in one day click. So my, <laughs> my hypothesis was right in that yeah. more signal meant better performance. Here's where it gets crazy. Uh, for fun, we ran that test with interests and we ran the test with lookalikes. Completely different results. Interests started doing way better in the one-day click. Lookalikes did better with seven-day click. And what we landed on is it's okay to have a mixture. So we actually have a couple of campaigns where we just have a variety of different attribution settings yeah. uh, within the within the campaign at multiple audiences, depending on the type of audience. And we we test it, right? So um, where it gets tricky, and you were, you were hinting at this, the reporting is all out of whack, right? If I look at the dashboard in Facebook, I'm seeing all types of different results. They don't line up. My totals don't sum anymore because of the different attribution yeah, settings. Yeah, exactly. It's just a bunch of it's blanks. It's just a bunch of like, blanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nightmare. So what I have to do is um, I use that compare attribution settings and I standardize my attribution windows. I then export that data and I put it into a visualization tool such as Google Data Studio, now Looker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I standardize everything. And I standardize it um, within two types. And it, again, this is what we define is what matters to us. We look at one day click and we look at seven day click. And the reason again is because we want to see what the halo effect is. We wanna see is how much of a change or a, a difference in conversions is there between the two. That tells us how much consideration is occurring with, within our purchase behavior. And if we see big changes over time, so like Q1, people are buying um, you know, more in the seven day click. And in Q2, it starts to get, that difference starts to get smaller. And then in the summer it goes down. That tells me that summer is a period where people's consideration phase completely changes. So when you start to track that over time, it can get super interesting when you compare like holidays or you know Q4 buying behavior versus new year for our brand. So that's why it's, it's fun to look at it. It's just kind of a proxy to assess seasonality for us as yeah. well. Um, little hat tip there. Um, but we do look at both, we standardize the views and, um, it, it's what we report on and it's what I got internal buy-in and, and what mattered the most is making sure that internally we were all on the same page. Um, we could have another episode about like profit and loss and PNL marketing oh, and, man, and all definitely, that. We're going to have a lot of episodes yeah. on the internal reporting yeah. because I mean, uh, I actually think marketing and finance are going to become like, you know, close siblings <laughs> uh, where previously they were able to live a little bit separately. Mm -hmm. They are going to basically start to merge in a very big way. And, you know, as a head of marketing, if you cannot report on a full P&L, you're not going to be speaking the same language as your boss. Like, it's, it's you know, they're going to be expecting to understand it in that way and so you have to be able to speak to it in that way yeah one of the things i'm going to do for our audience is ask you do you think that you can somehow 
help people set up that Looker model that you build to understand the difference between a seven day click, one day view versus one day click and do the comparison and like export that data. It's like, I would love for people listening to have a resource. So yeah, th- guys, I'm doing my best. I'm asking <laughs> Brian if he's going to be able to somehow make that resource available. Let's see. I put him on the yeah. spot. No, absolutely. Do it. I, yeah. Look, I'm, I, I love, that's why I'm doing this too. I love, totally. I love teaching my, it's, I guess it's in my, my blood. Um, so no, I will happily create it as a template. I'll do a little loom video to like walk through how to use the template and it'll be, it'll be helpful. I think another great resource is going to be that, that PNL as well. Yeah. Um, why I say that is that this is great. Let's say you're an agency or you are a media buyer or consultant um, and you don't have access to, you know, the finances of the business. This is a great proxy for that. But if you are a director or, you know, CMO or a, a C-suite stakeholder in an organization, big or large, the PNL is ultimately what matters and you're using these attribution settings you're using facebook's what facebook's reporting all of that you're using that as a proxy for the the health of your pnl but if you can get access to your pnl go there um this is just a great proxy to understand how these changes might be influencing the pnl over time as well awesome all right well actually on that topic we're going to in our next episode talk about doing experimentation Mm -hmm. and so like helping people. So we just talked about, you know, a form of doing like sort of like a mini experiment, which is like, hey, what is the right attribution setting on Facebook? And after this episode, we promise you will be able to go in and have a discussion around what is the right attribution setting for you and your brand and why. And with the resources we'll make available, we'll help you actually understand which is the best setting for you instead of sort of like assuming that there's a best setting for everyone. Uh, And in the next episode, we'll dive into now how do I do experimentation and how do I actually get better and better at actually understanding what is my media telling me and where am I getting real, you know, a word that gets tossed around incrementality or incremental lift or incremental consumers to come into the door. So stay tuned for the next one.